0: Tonight we're going to be talking about a resurgence of power, a resurgence of power. And this is going to be talking about some demons that have risen back up to the surface that used to be, and they're now going to be back on the scene again. So I felt led in my spirit to bring this out so that we could be aware and that we also remember that we have to fight and we're not fighting people. We're fighting principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness, hosts of darkness and high places that operate through people. (laughs) And you have to remember that it is through these people that these things take place. As we continue our journey towards eternity, there needs to be an understanding that there will come with it a resurgence of power in the enemy. We are dealing with some very strong demons principalities and powers, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places today, right now. These spirits are angrier and more sinister because they are feeding off of the sin that is in the world. And this is something I believe that we miss as the body of Christ, because we're under the oppression. And I'm saying this not from the standpoint where we're down, but we feel these things in the atmosphere. But we're not picking up on the fact that it's because population centers are dense with sin that these demons go and they feed off of these different population centers. So, the, the demons are getting stronger. It's not because God's power is getting weaker. It's because the people are, are in sin more. The world is becoming more worldly-er, if that makes sense. So, as the sin level increases in the world, so does the strength of the demonic angelic forces that have been let loose to wreak havoc upon the earth." For the believer, you need to think like this is an invisible force shield of demonic invisible force shield that comes off of people who are demonic. And if you're around anybody who's demonic, you feel that coming off of them. And sometimes it can uh, oppress you Sometimes you just know it's there and it kind of slows you down and hinders you. This force shield can be destructive if you're not aware of its existence. And it really can be because sometimes you, you will have problems thinking, um, doing things, and not realizing that it's the spirit that's trying to operate and attack you. We have been taught from the Bible that Satan and his angels were kicked out of heaven and they have been cast down into the earth to battle with us. They're battling with us. We are in the midst of one of the biggest spiritual battles of all of eternity. We have already won in Christ, perfect song for tonight, we've already won, but we must do our part and play our part out until God says that it's over. This is something that's a concept that we're still trying to grasp. Because if we've already won, why do I feel the way that I feel? Why are things not going right? Why do I continuously have to fight and battle against these things? You just have to, there's no other simpler explanation. You just have to, because this is what God has ordained for us to do. And we have to look at this from the perspective that God is showing the devil who he is not. And he's showing the devil who he is not through you, through your perseverance, through your long suffering, through your endurance. And as long as you are yielding to the Holy Spirit, these things are going to bother you just a little bit. But when you look at the bigger picture, you're going to be okay because, you know, God has you. He has your back and he's not left you or forsaken you. Yes, the battle does get hard. It does get wearisome, but in the back of your mind, you always know, and you can always rest that God is with me. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12. We're going to look at verses 10 to 12, because this kind of summarizes what's going on right now. This is like the big why. Verse 10, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea for the devil has come down to you god's been telling us that he's come down to us having great wrath but because he knows that he has a short time and sometimes we forget how angry the enemy can be we need to be continuously aware that the enemy knows he has a short time period to work with and to us, a day is like a thousand years. It seems like it's never going to end. But we have to remember that this is just like a little wisp of time in comparison to all of eternity. And we can go through our 80, 90, 100 years here on this earth accomplishing the a task for God because we're going to have thousands and thousands and thousands of years to really be in God's presence and to be with him and never have to worry about fighting these types of battles again. We need to be continuously aware that the enemy knows he has a short time period to work. With this knowledge, you need to approach everything in the Spirit, and with the wisdom of the Spirit. One of the things I asked God for my birthday was more wisdom. (laughs) You can never have enough wisdom. You just can't. It, it, it helps with every area of your life. And if you think you have enough, you need to get some wisdom on that situation as well. <laughs> it just It's just so true. I remember one of my very early prophecies, like when I came here like 27 years ago, God said, I'm going to give you wisdom, discernment, and understanding. And he told me to continuously ask for those things over and over and over again. I've never forgotten that. And it's helped me in my walk with God, because there's so many things that if you look at in your natural mind with your natural thoughts, it it will make no sense and and nothing will work. But if you let God speak to you, if you let him tell you how to do things, everything is going to come to pass the way that he wants it to be. Some people look at you and they look at your life and they don't understand why you choose to allow God to let you suffer. It's not our wisdom it's his wisdom. It's his purpose, but it's working. You're surviving in a lot of ways. You're thriving and it confounds the minds of the wise. I mean, yeah, it confounds the minds of the wise in their own hearts because it's a foolish thing before them. I don't understand. You should not be so loving and kind to your enemies. You should not be so loving and kind to your family members who are continuously running over top of you and stealing from you and doing the different things that they're doing. And it's it's this type of love that God has put in us that we're going to share with the entire world. And God uses our families to practice with. God uses our closest friends to practice with. So So remember that. And I'm telling myself, remember this. When these challenges come, It's it's practice. It's practice. So there is going to be an increase in pressure from the demonic realm against us. This pressure will manifest in many different ways. Some will have to fight sicknesses that come upon their bodies from out of nowhere. Others will have mental torments and pressures. And still others will be attacked from the spirits within the people that they are surrounded by. And if, um, one of the things that they've been talking about since COVID has started is the increase in mental health services that have been going on. So many people are trying to reach out to uh, psychiatrists and therapists and things like that. We know that the answer is in deliverance. And I'm not telling you not to, not to go to your doctor, but what I am telling you is you need to get a deliverance. If you're having these mental torments and mental pains, you need to come get a deliverance because God will set you free from those things. I'm a testimony of that. I've just, I've myself, have just gone through a series of deliverances that on the inside, there was like pain that was trapped in there. I didn't know how to get it out. I thought I was working at getting it out, but because of deliverance and, and the power of the Holy spirit that was working, God worked through the deliverance minister and got it out. I don't feel it anymore, you know, carrying something for 48 years and now it's not there. It's like a whole new existence. So if you're having those mental torments, people here, people online, get a deliverance. Let God get those things out of you. For all of those cases, we pray and God sends the answer right away but the hindering force or spirits are trying to wear us out. This is an endurance race. This is not about speed. It's endurance. Can we outlast what the enemy is doing? Can we not wear out before God sends the relief that we're seeking? And this is, this is really what it is. Think about this from the perspective of Daniel praying and God, sending the answer immediately. But the answer was withheld by the prince of Persia. The prince of Persia resisted the word of God. He resisted the answer to prayer that was sent to Daniel as he prayed. And sometimes we look at this and it's like, how dare you, spirit, not do what God told you to do in deliverance? How dare you not come out? in your personal life. How dare you not break free from my finances? God told you to do this. God spoke prophetically and said that my finances were going to be broke open. God spoke prophetically and said, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, fill it in. How dare you resist? But this is what their function in life is to be, to resist, to rebel. And we have to learn how to persist in prayer. We have to learn how to break through. You know, God has given us the breaker anointing, to break things that happen and to keep things open in the spirit realm. He's given us open heavens over top of us. And we have to remind God in the courtrooms of heaven, in our prayer closets, that these things you told us, God, it wasn't anything that we made up. It wasn't anything that we desired and said that we wanted. You, God, came and spoke and said, this is what's going to happen. We hold you to your word. And it's, this is not an arrogant thing to say. This is just having that relationship with God. You know, that Abraham in God relationship, that Enoch in God relationship, where they have fellowship, one with another friendship, one with another. And you know, God spoke and said, I'm not going to do anything for Sodom and Gomorrah until I first consult with Abraham. And this is the type of relationship that God wants us to have. Not, in, not in arrogance and pride. But just a close fellowship a close intimacy and i believe that god is taking us to this place some are already there but some are some are not and this is where god is transitioning us to the prince of persia resisted daniel for 21 days until god sent michael the prince angel to fight against the prince of persia So let's talk about some spirits that are coming back into the atmosphere. These are spirits that ruthlessly attacked the body of Christ in the past and are now having a resurgence of power. The false accuser spirit. It's amazing how people who are in sin will take the sin that they're doing and try to project it upon you as if you're doing it. False accuser. despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Let's focus on false accusers. The Greek word here used is diabolos, Strong's Concordance 12.28. In the New Testament, this word is translated as devil. And that word devil or diabolos is an accuser or a slanderer, someone who accuses or someone that slanders. The implication here is a false accuser, someone who is being used of the devil. Now, in the time of the Greeks, this had the connotation of court cases and suits, where people constantly were suing one another. Falsely, what this means is that it will, as though the devil himself has been released against you. The devil himself has been released against you, and Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So, I remember years ago when um, God was using us to do deliverance, and we started encountering Lucifer spirits, and it was kind of like, How can a piece of the devil get off into other people though he's the devil he can can do that so why not have a false accuser spirit it's the same nature the same character of the enemy he breaks a piece of himself off and shoots it out to people to accuse because he can't be everywhere at one time so he's doing his works using the the tools that god has given him to use to push us closer to God. We say this often. It's not the person that is coming against you, but the devil inside of them has been released through people by becoming a diabolos, a slanderer, or a false accuser. So look at the defamation case that is going on today with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. False accusations are being hurled against Johnny Depp by Amber Heard. This is just one of those prophetic signs of a spirit that's been let loose. 6% of every dollar on medical care goes to malpractice insurance. If you're a doctor, you know that there's a 40% increase of slander and defamation lawsuits in some areas. That's a lot. So this is just, this shows you how big this spirit is, the false accuser. Now, that should tell you when there's a 40% increase in defamation of people's character that people are slandering and trying to defame and hurt other people. This spirit brings a lot of hurt. A lot of hurt. In the time of Jesus, they said that Jesus was performing miracles through the devil. This false accuser spirit went against him. They said that Jesus was working through the satanic power of Beelzebub. They said Jesus's doctrine was false. They misinterpreted Jesus's teaching. They said Jesus said he was going to destroy the temple in three days and build it back up. He was talking about his resurrection, not the temple there in Jerusalem. They lied at Jesus's trial to get him in trouble. False accuser. They lied about Jesus's resurrection. And so this is the spirit, and the Bible tells you plainly that Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. But this spirit is becoming active more right now. This demon has been released all around the world. It's not just in America, and it is this demon of false accusing and false accusations. The next spirit we're going to look at is called the Pazuzu spirit. The Pazuzu spirit. This was quite interesting and this was a, um, Perry Stone did a teaching on this and tried to get the information out of it so we can understand what's really going on with this. He based this out of Revelations 9 verses 1 to 11, when it was talking about the bottomless pit. So let's look at Revelations chapter 9. Then the fifth angel sounded and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the pit, because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth, or any green thing, or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. The shape of locusts was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair woven, they had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle they had tails like scorpions and there were stings in their tails their power was to hurt men five months and they had as a king over them the angel of the bottomless pits whose name in hebrew is abaddon but in greek he has the name apollyon so this is one spirit they're just giving you two different names so revelation 9 is the biblical background that focuses on the locust-like creatures that appear on the earth after the bottomless pit is open when the fifth trumpet is sounded. So when you look at Revelation 9, this is actually talking about an event that's going to be happening. So, in contrast to this Pazuzu spirit, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So Revelation 9 is a biblical background that focuses on the locusts like creatures that appear on earth after the bottomless pit is opened, when the fifth trumpet is sounded in revelation nine, whatever spirits are in the bottomless pit has a King spirit over it. So whatever the spirits that are in the bottomless pit has a King spirit over it. We saw in verse 11 that the King spirit has Abaddon or Pion connected to this. The Greek word and Hebrew word simply means a spirit that's a destroyer, a destroying spirit. Can we not say that the shootings that took place in Texas had a destroyer spirit with it? The Pazusa spirit was active and killed those 21 people. The other places where they had shootings, just just random senseless violence tied to this Pazusa spirit. In history, biblical scholars know there was something called the Pazusa spirit that goes back thousands of years, that has wings, a scorpion tail, has a lion image as a head, feathered wings with claws and feet. In ancient history, there was an image that was discovered in an excavation in ancient Babylon. And if you look at this picture, this is uh, this, this is actual artifact that they found that many many of these that the Babylonians were worshiping and um praying to so the the crazy part about demons and demonology is today we don't believe but it was given back in bible times they knew that there were demons they they saw them they saw the nephilim they saw the demonic angels and they it was just it was given Today, you have to prove to people that there's actually demons, and this isn't right. We have, we have more biblical knowledge now than they did because we have a Bible that we can take in our hands. They weren't picking up no scroll, taking it with them everywhere they went, and one scroll wasn't even the whole Bible, it's a couple, couple of chapters, if that. So. How do we have this all of this knowledge but deny the truth that there's that there's real demons in the world and in, in the earth? This Pazusa spirit has a scorpion's tail. He is considered to be called Pazusa. This name this was the name given, and he is considered to be the king of evil, the king of the wind, and the king of demons. This demon brings sickness to women and children. This is based on a very ancient writings about the Pazusa spirit that was discovered in the area of ancient Babylon or what we know as modern day Iraq. Babylon, Iraq is the area of Bible prophecy for the end time. This may be the area in the Persian Gulf, which is an entrance to the underworld or an entrance to the bottomless pit. Babylon is the cradle of civilization and it's very possible that there is an opening to the abyss located in the region of Babylon. The bottomless pit mentioned in the book of Revelation is located somewhere in the Persian Gulf. Let's talk about the bottomless pit. The Greek word for bottomless pit is abuso and it is placed on earth and it is a place on earth that has an entrance that goes to the underworld or under or the undergrounds. We do not know how deep it is, but it is called bottomless. So there's an opening somewhere. No one has seen it. No one has found it, but it will be opened by an angel of God during this period of tribulation talked about here in Revelation 9. There is. Craziness that is going on right now because there are a group of people who are trying to open this pit. They're, they're, they're working for the devil. It's the only thing that I can come up with. They want to make this happen. And this is something that we don't think about because we like light, we like good, but there are people who don't. And they're trying to bring demons forth. They're trying to open the world up to have more demons come forth. They're pulling on the demonic realm for this to come. Now, because they have a spirit over them, the locusts in Revelation 9 are not normal normal locusts. These do not do what normal locusts do, which means they are some type of spirit that looks like a locust. Now a scorpion sting, if you know anything about a scorpion, even today in the natural, is extremely painful. Extreme swelling, redness. It rarely kills. It's bad. It hurts, but it doesn't kill. The sting of these particular scorpions are led by a demonic spirit that's a destroyer, torments men for five months. Now a normal locust, if you know anything about them, have a particular lifespan and then they re-emerge every so many years. The eggs are put in the ground and reemerge so many years. But they go from one area and they eat vegetation or leaves. After that, all that's been eaten and they move to another area. These are in an entire different area. So they just go from place to place to place destroying all of the crops that are there. So this Pazusa spirit does the same thing. It goes from place to place to place destroying Think about this. One of the four major regions of Bible prophecy, which are Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome. There are three of the four empires, three of the four ruled from Babylon. The Babylonians were ruled from Babylon. The Medes and Persians ruled from Babylon headquarters. Alexander the great set up his headquarters in the area of Grecian empire, Alexander the Great set up his empire in Babylon. All of these things are centered from Babylon. Revelations 18one three. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Babylon is the center biblically of every foul spirit and every hateful caged bird. There is a mystery Babylon that's talked about in Revelations. And a lot of people have done research and study and they believe that at times the United States is mystery Babylon. They're they're falling into the trap of having all of this evil come towards us. So we're going to have these Pazusa spirits coming out of the United States doing destruction destroying people destroying things look at the different things that are still going around we just had tornado watch here tornado warning here in delaware again this week but it come up the coast and i think it was maryland that has some destructive winds that took place there these these are all things that have been set in motion that are going on right now in the book of revelation babylon are key words found That territory is in the Middle East. This Pazusa spirit is said to be in ancient times over the southeast winds. He brings famines and dry seasons. But look at what's going on in different places around the world. There are some areas, even in the United States, that are having droughts. This Pazusa spirit is over the locust in Revelation 9. So I want to close with some stories from Perry Stone of true ancient demons that he his father hasn't had encountered there was a man that my dad ministered with in West Virginia called Lloyd Adair Lloyd Adair was from the area of Bradshaw West Virginia one of dad's other friends many years ago named Chester Hurst was preaching a revival in the area and there was a young man and this young man was from the mountains in West Virginia absolutely no formal education whatsoever. But he had become possessed by evil spirits through some of the addictions that he was having and some of the sins that he had been involved with. So he came to the altar and as they prayed for him, something happened that you read about in the Bible in Mark chapter five. In Mark five, the evil spirits spoke out of the man and said, my name is Legion for we are many. Well, something similar happened with this young man. As the demons were departing, they began to give their names. There were seven demon spirits and the names were very strange and they wrote them down. One of the ministers, I'm not sure if it was Lloyd or Chester, but one of them took out a pen and tried to write the names down. And when they went and researched these very strange names, they were all ancient Greek or Roman gods. Some of them were not known like Hercules and Apollo, but they were lesser known that had been known in the Greek Roman times. So it's interesting that in Mark five, when the evil spirit said, my name is Legion in the time of Jesus, a Roman Legion was a certain number of Roman soldiers, 5,800 to 6,000. This one man was possessed by 2000 spirits, which were many. Thus it took on the name Legion, which was a name that represented many persons, and in this case, many spirits. Back to the story. So they're not sure where those names came from. They know that there was no way up in the mountains. And this is the part that's significant. This boy was in the mountains, uneducated. There's no way he could have known those names. There's no way he could have made them up. And a lot of people say that there's, you know, you're a Christian, you can't have demons, or people can't have demons inside of you. Here's a case in point where, yes, they, they were inside of him. They were doing what they wanted to do. They know that there was no way up in the mountains that the boy could have researched these names, but he was free and completely delivered. And a second strange story, because what we talked about here is two sh- true stories that are very strange in Lakeland, Florida. Now this was told me by one of my very dear friends who went to be with the Lord from Fort mill, South Carolina. And he told me this many years ago, there was an assembly of God school in Lakeland, Florida. It was a Bible school. And in the Bible school, there was a young boy named Kenny who was a sophomore. And my friend years ago shared the dorm room with Kenny. Now at that time, Kenny was on fire for God, but he started getting into some very bad things got with some bad folks, bad things, and so he became controlled by a spirit. He had gotten into such sin that he opened the door for a spirit to come against him as they prayed for him. He started contorting, convulsing, and a spirit gave his name called Watson Chua, and they cast the spirit out. He actually got into witchcraft and Ouija boards in the occult, and that's what opened the door for this Watson Chua spirit to come into him. So Kenny was delivered, refilled with the Holy Spirit, called into the ministry, and was 763 miles away from where he was before, and was in Evansville, Indiana, and was in a church. Now, there was a very strange-looking woman that walked into the church, and he could discern that she had been in some kind of just how she looked and dressed by the Spirit, some kind of witchcraft or the occult. She came down to the altar, and as Kenny began to pray for her, he began expelling spirits of sexual perversion and hate. When suddenly this woman's changed, woman's voice changed into a male voice, a man's voice, and said, I am Watson Chua. We meet again. So the spirit that got cast out of him, 763 miles away, and years later, he faced again. He faced again, and you know, this reminded me because Pastor Barbara said something about this this morning, you know, when you get deliverances and get exorcism, God is going to use you to be able to set other people free from the same things that you got set free from. So it's very, very important that you stay free and that when you get your deliverances, that you keep them because down the road, you're going to in- encounter those same spirits all over again. I thought this story was really neat because of, you know, it's clear that there's no way he could have made this happen. You know, there's no way he could have told this woman what Watson Shua was and to have it happen in such a clear, concise way. I thought was really good. Now, Kenny had not told this story. This is a story that happened way before he was not preaching on that. No one up there knew about it. And I asked my friend, I said, what do you think? He said, what do you think he thought? He he said it just like, oh, he just blew this mind. He just blew his mind. And of course, they continued to pray for the woman. And she was eventually set free. Um. There's, there's going to be a resurgence of power of, of these demons. But that's nothing for us to be afraid of. That's nothing for us to uh, sit in a corner and cower. Just like we learned this morning, we were born for the battle. We were born for this fight that God has placed us in. And I I hope that you feel the sense of urgency that God has for us right now. I hope that you feel that because, you know, just like God has been telling us to get out on the streets and to, to push forth in our books and our writings and the different things to minister to people. It's important that we carry out these duties that God has placed on us so that we reach the people that God wants us to reach. It's, it's hard, but we're able to overcome the outward pressures, the inward pressures that the enemy puts upon us. A lot of us have been battling different sicknesses that have just come out of the blue for no reason whatsoever. It's not sin. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. God is allowing you to be a sign and a wonder so that miracles can be produced from you. Miracles can be produced from the people that you're going to be ministering to because everybody's watching us. They're looking and seeing how you're going to react, how you're going to handle the different situations that come your way. And it's important that as we're dealing with these spirits, that we stand in boldness, in the holiness of the Lord to Destroy the works of darkness that are in the people that are around about us. God is with us like never before, and this is a time where He's going to shine through us. And this, these are exciting times for us to be in. Hello? Hello. Can somebody hear me? This is Montana Civil Defense. Come in, here, Collins. Come on around. Raven. here to Raven. Talk to Somebody please come in. Is anybody there? We're committed to excellence and truth, as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, dealing with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at Christopher Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.